Good morning, people. State your name. <laughs> State your, your name. name. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to hashtag just, just saying. saying. The actual yes. hashtag just saying. Actually. Actually? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay. I need. I gotta get it right off the bat. Yes, knock it out the park. <laughs> knock it out the box, Rick. <laughs> knock it out the box. Um, wow, dang! Gonna... <laughs> I thought they were gonna do a sequel to Major League. Well, not a sequel, but a three. Fourth one. Uh, did they do three? Did they did mm-hmm. three of those? Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Major League. Yeah. Major League two. two. Then Major League Three, back to the minors. Ah, that's the piece of shit I missed. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so you get it out. We we got it. We got a big for subscribers again. Um, it's so close to a thousand, so close. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we really like to make it there. Yes. If Please. we can make it there, we'll make it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so be sure and subscribe to the YouTube, um, cause that would be groovy of you. Can you dig it? Groovy, boss. <laughs> It'd be boss and groovy and hip. It's all the kid lingos. You are really bringing me over, man. <laughs> yes. Right off. On. <laughs> So be sure and subscribe because we need the numbers. And please, um, for the YouTube people, you, hi YouTube you, people, hi YouTube people, you can catch the full audio version on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher. and Google Play. Yes. And for the come play with me, Danny. Oh, forever and ever. No, <laughs> bitches. No, bitch. And for <laughs> the um, for the audio people, you can catch hi, the audio first. People. Hi, audio viewer. You guys, the first 20 or so minutes um, of the video on YouTube if you want to see what stupid things we're doing. <laughs> now I got all that horn out of the way. Oh, more whoring. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. We tumble for you. We try to. We try to tumble for you. <laughs> oh, okay, I feel like the Micro Machines <laughs> guy, person is like... Sold. <laughs> exactly. Sold. Sold to the jerk in the back. You got money? I have money. I got money, friend. Okay. First, I'm going to tell you this thing that happened. Um, Because things happen. So... I State's was name. Going... <laughs> State your name. I was um uh where was I going last weekend? Oh my goodness. Oh I was headed up uh headed up to a DV store DVD store in New Hampshire, okay? So I was gassing up as you do, alright? So I pull into Cumberland Farms. Now, cummies. Yeah, cummies. 
Now, Jay and I have this thing. One of us picks a task. You're either gassing up or you're going to get drinks and snacks. Mm-hmm. So I said, which do you want to do? He goes, I'll go get the drinks and snacks. I said, okay, I'm gassing up. So I get out of the car. and I'm, I'm, I shut the car off, but I left the keys in. This is a very important matter. All right? Remember this fact. I shut the car off, but the keys are in the ignition. <clears throat> you with me? Everybody's with me. Let's yeah, I'm, go. I think I'm way ahead of you. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know that you are. We'll find out. We'll all find out together how this ride ends. So I go over to the pump, put in my little card. I start to pump gas, as you do. I get to about five or six bucks, and the pump shuts off. And I go, what is this? So the pump shuts off. And I'm like, what the hell? And there's this um, thing on the screen that says pump shut off by user. And I'm like, I'm the user. I didn't shut this pump off. I don't know what's going on. So I'm a little pissed, right? So I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's a glitch. A glitch in the matrix. Let me put the, I'll put the, uh, the hose thing back. I'll put the nozzle back. I couldn't think of the word nozzle. I put the nozzle back, start all over again. All right? I put the nozzle back, <clears throat> put my card in again, start to pump again. I get to about $2 this time. Shuts off. Thing on the screen. Pump shut off by user. Now I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Now I'm aggravated and angry. Those are two things. Now, Jay's in the store. I look to the store to see if I see him. I do not see him, but the door opens by a client coming out. Customer, client, whatever. A customer coming out, and I make eye contact with the person behind the counter. And I give them the the what-the-fuck thing, right? Like this. (laughs) My what-the-fuck. What? 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 (laughs) <laughs> Sean, <laughs> you know you do the same thing. You would do that. I mean, it's like, what the, what, why, why? What is happening here, and why is it happening? I thought the pump was broken. So the little girl comes out, because she's about four foot tall. I think I say, oh, she's about four years old. No. She comes out, and she goes... Uh, you can't pump the gas with your car on. And I went, what? And she goes, you can't pump the gas with your car on. The fire marshal won't allow it. I'm like, is he here? <laughs> I've been told that before by a, a company employee before one night. First of all. I was the only car there. It was like 1, 2 in the morning. Thank you. The girl came out to take care of all the trash barrels. Mm-hmm. And she's giving me attitude about uh, my car being on. Mm. Like, I do this all the time everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. As I stated before. Your name? I did. <laughs> the car was off, but my keys were in the ignition. And with, I have a Subaru, which I really only got because it had heated seats. Just going to be honest with you. No, I'm kidding. It's because it was orange. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I'm not. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm joking. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, so I was like, listen, 
the keys are in the ignition though. The lights are on. I was like, she's sta she's literally standing in front of my car. I said, do you hear an engine? Cause I don't hear an engine. Mm -hmm. And she's like, just shut the car off. We'll turn the pump back on. And she turns and walks away. I went, fuck you. Who the fuck? You were standing in front of the car. You know the car's not on. Mm -hmm. It's not making an idle noise. Mm -hmm. It's not on. Oh, I was so mad. So now I'm like, I'm like angry walking to the car and I whip open the door and I take the keys out of the engine. I throw them down. I'm like, fuck you. I walk back to the thing. I start to pump my gas. Now they've turned it on for me. Jay comes out at this point and he's looking at me weird. And then he looks up because, you know, all the pumps have numbers. Mm -hmm. He looks up and then he looks at me and he goes, oh, my God, your pump, too. <laughs> so what? They were talking about you in there? <laughs> I said, who was talking shit? And he goes, all of them. Wow. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, no. He goes. Uh, they were like, oh, pump two, the car's running. And they, they were talking shit about, well, now she's trying to pump again. Oh, pump two. It's like, oh, I'll pump two you. Ugh. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, I mean, that was very frustrating. I learned there was a lesson in there, a hard-learned lesson. Yeah, next time an employee doesn't realize your car's off, you take him by the head and slam it on the hood. Yeah. Do you hear the engine? Seriously. I was miffed. I was like, you're standing right in front of the car. Mm. Just turn the car off. Turn the pump back on. The car is off. I can't turn it more off. I've turned it off. How do I turn it more off? <laughs> if you take the Richard, keys. The Richard Pryor way. You just shoot it. Yeah, seriously. So I just, I like I said, I, I took the keys out and then the lights shut off. But I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. All I wanted was gas. Mm -hmm. mm. Paying customer. I'm trying to pay. <laughs> I'd like it for free. Oh, man. That was irritating. I bet. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to go DVD shopping. That's all I wanted. Got some good, got some good deals. Yeah, I'm telling you. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <clears throat> Where'd you go? I went to uh, this store up in New Hampshire that uh -huh. sells DVDs. They sell like new and used. Mm -hmm. So I was browsing the Blu-rays. Did you tell them open a store down here for mm -hmm. us? I know, so I won't have to keep going up there. So I was browsing the Blu-rays, and there's this movie that I saw when I was a kid. And I like I. It's one of those deals, you know, like when you see a movie as a kid, and you're like, "Oh, I'll enjoy that as an adult, maybe." <laughs> like you just don't know if it's gonna hold up. Well, there's this movie, follow me, and it's called National Lampoon's Class Reunion. You ever hear of it? Sean Shakin said no. No. Okay. It's like a, a, a horror movie spoof. It's meant to be a comedy. Mm -hmm. But it's supposed to be like a spoof of horror movies. And I saw it when I was about 8 or 10. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is funny. 
<laughs> so I, I liked it and uh, I thought of it like a year or so ago and I said oh I wonder if uh, I can get that on DVD at that time you couldn't mm-hmm. you could only get like bootlegs and people were selling bootlegs for like 200 bucks yeah and I'm like no it's not worth it especially nope. where I don't remember like mm-hmm. I don't remember the movie you know mm-hmm. so I was in the store and I was browsing the Blu-rays, and boom, they had it on Blu-ray. Nice. It sure was. I grabbed it. I was like, mine! <laughs> Taking this movie home. Thank you. Yes. Now, we got home, and then Jay and I got something to eat, and then he goes, you want to watch? Because he remembers the movie, too. He has it on, like, VHS, but he hasn't seen it in forever. Hmm. So he goes, you want to watch the Clash Reunion movie? I'm like, let's do it. So he stopped watching it. There's, like, nobody famous in this movie. I'm not surprised. And I'm laughing because I'm like, wow. That's probably why I never heard of it. Sorry. <clears throat> it's, there's, yeah, there's really nobody famous in this movie. Um, oh, you know what? There's one famous person. <laughs> Do you remember, um, Nude. what's her name? Miriam Flynn? She plays Catherine in the Vacation movies. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. I wouldn't know her from anything else but that. Right. That's what I know her from, too. So, I told you we put it in too early. Right. So, she's in it. And she's a total bitch, but that's beside (laughs) the point. So, I was like, okay. So, we started watching it, and it's not bad. But in some parts, I was sitting there thinking, I was like 8 or 10 when I watched this. This is highly inappropriate for a child that age. (laughs) What? You know, what is going on in the world? <laughs> How ever did I get to watch this? My God, there's like nudity and yeah. people trying to sneak off to bone and <laughs> catching the bus to bone town. Oh, look at him rolling around. Yeah. Oh, wrestling. Oh, Stephen First is in it. Uh, Flounder from Animal House. Yeah, he's the most famous, uh, the other famous person. If anybody remembers him. So, oh, you know what? There's this one, one of the leads in this movie, right? Right. And this is so inside baseball. uh, I think Sean might be the only other person to remember this. Might. There's a Dukes of Hazzard episode. Okay. There's, I think it's the pilot. Well, the one after that aired after that. Do you remember the guy and he had like a green army looking jacket? And he robbed somebody. And the the Duke boys got in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. And Daisy was all upset because she thought he was handsome and she wanted to hug up. And she's like, oh, you're a horrible person. I thought you were sexy. I still want to bone you. I know. She's like, I'm all wet. We can still go to the backseat of my Jeep. (laughs) He's in it. Oh. And he's like one of the lead people, one of the main characters. And I spent half the movie looking, going, "Who the hell is this guy? And what do I know him from?" The oh, and I who is your daddy, and what does he do? Yes, and I looked him up on IMDb, <laughs> and the only thing I know him from is that Dukes of Hazard episode. Sweet. I was like, "Son of a beach." What was this? Yes. My goodness. Anyway, it's an okay movie. It's not like. I'm definitely glad I didn't spend a couple hundred dollars on a bootleg of it, because I'd be ripped. Oh my god! 
Not worth that. No. I'd say like bargain bin at best. Mm-hmm. If you see it and it's like ten bucks, it's worth ten bucks. Three. You got I, a deal. I paid about fifteen. Uh. Yeah, so I'm like, eh. mm. I know. And you know the other movie I had in my end was Dragnet Blu-ray. You should have gone with that. <laughs> you should have gone with that. I fucking knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I know, but I have dragged on a DVD. I have this thing where it's like, I don't mind having doubles of DVDs, but I would at least like there to be extra things on the double that I have. Uh-huh. You know, like, I'll buy a Blu-ray of a movie I already have on DVD, but there better frickin' be extras on that Blu-ray. <clears throat> There's three extras, I think, on that Dragnet one. Yeah. Three I know, four. but I wanted deleted scenes, and they gave me nil. I was mad about sure. that. You like a 45-minute show yeah. hosted by Tom and Dan that was probably aired on TV during that, that time. Really? Going okay. back to going through the history of Dragnet and stuff. I didn't I didn't know. Apparently he was uh not only like he's a big Dragnet fan and he also has like a like a badge collection. Mm-hmm. Like I like to see it. He collects badges and stuff. I want to see it. I I have no access to it. <laughs> I wish I could help you out. Mr. Ackroyd, show us your badge. Show us your badge. <laughs> and how. So. Let's have another peek at that badge. Let's get it. So. Yeah, he collects badges and stuff. I didn't know that. But uh, I put that one down. Because I was like. I looked it up and I could get it on. Uh, like You can get it on like Amazon. It's pretty easy to find mm-hmm. so i said well i'm gonna go for the thing that is harder to find than <laughs> the thing i can get <clears throat> tomorrow <clears throat> so i opted i opted for the difficult find I'm, I'm not you know i'm not disappointed with my purchase it's not you know it's not a highbrow film but uh it's fine it's fine it's fine that i found out uh, this is a little weird Little thing, but I found out that the guy who plays the the main quote unquote killer in the movie is actually actually the father of the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and you know what? As soon as I found that out, I was like, "Yeah, I totally see it now. I totally see it now. I get it." I don't know how many film credits he's had, but this is the only mm-hmm. thing I know that he's done. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so, do you have anything? No. Nah. No? I got something, but I'm going to save it for the... Uh... Oh, you're going to save it. You're going <clears> to <throat> screw me up. Uh... <laughs> okay. That's fine. I'm, okay. good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, what we have... Okay. What is something completely normal to be doing at 3 p.m., but weird to be doing at 3 a.m.? Hmm. Yes. You got any got any answers? I'm gonna say like I don't know. Oh, I don't have an answer. Um. <laughs> well, uh, standing outside your work, <laughs> standing outside my work at 3 a.m. would not be would be would be weird hmm. since I'm not supposed to be there till about eight. <clears throat> How about washing your car? Oh, that might be on here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I feel like we're on Family Feud. <laughs> How about washing your car? 
Washington. Sir, Kurt. Says... <laughs> Ding. Okay. Driving an ice cream truck with the music on. That's got to be the number one. That would be the number one answer on freaking Family Feud. Driving the ice cream truck with the music on. First of all, I think ice cream trucks with or without the music are a little bit creepy. Yeah, because with all movies and TV, first thing you think of are pedophiles. Yes. Especially at 3 a.m. Yes! <laughs> definitely at 3 a.m. Let's wake the kids up. Digging in your backyard. Clopex! I was gonna... Hey, what you got in the cellar there, Clopex? <laughs> what you doing there? <laughs> Hair Clopex. <laughs> Mowing the lawn. Oh, I'd kill someone who's doing that. <laughs> what you... Oh, because of the noise. Yeah, wake me All up right. at 3 a.m. mowing your lawn. Wake me up. <laughs> Before you go, go. Before you go, Mo. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, well, you know those lawnmowers. My lawnmower has a little headlight in front of it. I've never used it at, at dark, though. Swinging on a swing. I got a neighbor who gets on the swing at 10 p.m. and swings till 5 a.m. with headphones. I can hear the swing creaking from my room when I try to sleep. I think your neighbor is a ghost. Either that or he's on meth. Nobody swings for five, for what? What is that? 10 p.m. to 5 a.m.? What's that, like seven hours? Nobody does that. Nobody normal does that. Get a BB gun. A BB gun. Just shoot the swing down. (laughs) Shoot him if you want. Smiling at a stranger across the street. All right, 3 a.m., not going to be... Hey. Especially if you got a smile like Jack Nicholson. Yes. <laughs> well, they get a load of me. Run! Sunbathing. If you're Dracula, maybe. You're going to be sunbathing at 3 a.m. Jeez, fly a kite. There's something so unwholesome about flying a kite at night. Okay, Ben Franklin. Walking out of a school. Well... Yeah, because what what were you doing? What were you doing? Beanie! Beanie. (laughs) I'm leaving. Yeah. Here's Sean's washing your car. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Shit. Well, then this this person decided to do a whole fucking uh, freaking thing. Honestly, 3 a.m. is awesome for washing your car. It prevents the water from drying too quickly from the sun. Let's, Let's you get an awesome dry and easy enough to apply wax after. Having said that, I'm still not going to wash my car at 3 a.m. Wax on, wax off, player. Digging a hole at 3 p.m.? Nothing. Bury, bury the body. No, at 3, 3 p.m., nothing to see here. I'm just working in my garden. Can you dig it? 3 a.m., dead body. Yeah. Gotta be. Sweating profusely, slaving over the perfect lasagna. That is very specific. You will make a perfect this time, then you'll eat it all by yourself as soon as it comes out of the oven. What the fuck are you, Garfield? Why are you, why are you doing lasagna at 3 a.m.? Probably high as shit. Yeah. You're the mushies. <laughs> Waiting in line at the bank. There's I, no line at the bank at 3 a.m. No, no. You are the line at the bank at 3 a.m. <clears throat> Don't cut yourself. Yeah. 
selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Imagine doing a late night Walmart run because you got off work late or your kid's sick and you need Tylenol and there's just some little girl in a vest with a table full of Thin Mints. <laughs> that would be creepy at 3 a.m. Yeah. Be like, where's your mom? Why aren't you in bed? Who are you? Go home. I'm the Girl Scout ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Want some Samoas? (laughs) No. Actually, yes. Three dollars, please. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Driving back roads at night. They have a whole explanation. Let's hear it. 2018, we had a fire at my work. 2 a.m. on a Saturday night. Of course, I'm on call. Isn't that always the way? I'm about 25 minutes away. I have to take back roads to get to the freeway. I ended up getting pulled over. I asked the cop if I did anything wrong. The answer I got back was... Yes. No one uses this road this late. What are you up to? What the fuck? It's a public road, you asshole. I explained to him and gave him the firefighter's number who was already on site. He let me go. Better... Just because it's a back road, he pulled me over. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Prick. <laughs> Agabanga. Prick. <laughs> going, going for a walk in the park. Mm. Unless you're on LSD, then a walk in the park at 3 a.m. is not only normal, but completely necessary. Or if you're homeless. Well, if you're homeless, all you're doing is walking around. <laughs> Take a nap on the bench. Actually, no. You probably you probably sit a lot. I mean, if you're homeless, why walk around? I don't Find know. Find home. <laughs> Abandoned. Yay, mine. Visiting a graveyard. Oh, I oh, would. No, at three a.m. Yes. You would. Yes. I would not. Nope. No. 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 But yeah, <laughs> I would. I would not. No, thank you. That's a good idea. Um, taking a shit at the office. <laughs> Unless you work nights, then just shit away. <laughs> I like how they amended that. It's like, unless you're supposed to be there, then poop all you like. Visiting a friend. Okay, somebody <laughs> knocks on my door at 3 a.m. It, it better be an emergency. It better be for serious reasons. Serious reasons. And I'm not, a, uh, you know, it's uh, serious reasons. I don't want to hear, like, hey, I got the new Eminem CD. Hey, the fuck, get off my stoop! <laughs> I just wanted to use stoop in a sentence. A lemonade stand. <laughs> 3 a.m. lemonade stand? Mm. They're selling cocaine. <laughs> Housework. You see someone cleaning a toilet in their home at 3 a.m., and odds are pretty good they're on meth. <laughs> <laughs> But my house is so clean. What if they just can't sleep? I guess. I, You know, it's that thing. It's like, well, you're covering up something. What are you up to? If you want, you can come clean my place. Shit. I know. Seriously. Bouncing on a trampoline in your neighbor's garden. (laughs) Hey, what are you guys doing? Bouncing on a trampoline. Up and up and down. Taking out the trash. Once again, what are you up to, Klopek? <laughs> You're up to something. Art saw you. I want to know how many people got that reference. Anybody know who the Klopeks are? Your Rumsfeld. Comment below. 
entertaining kids dressed as a clown. Mm. Mm, I don't like clowns. Especially at 3 a.m. What kid, I, are, what kid are you entertaining at 3 a.m.? One that ain't yours, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> okay, I don't like clowns. Last week, I was telling, uh, I was talking on the show about this show that I was watching on Netflix called uh, Tribals with My Father with Jack Whitehall. Now, Jack's dad doesn't like clowns either. And they were walking down the street, and there was a guy dressed as a clown coming right toward them. And the guy came, like, leaning in and started to say something. And his dad does this thing, he's like, Fuck off! And I started laughing so hard because I related so much to it. I'm like, I always wanted to tell a clown to fuck off. Hearing a piano playing. Ooh. Someone better be playing the piano. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so. Not something, someone. Yeah. Grocery shopping. That's, I don't know if that's, well, yeah, if you're in the supermarket at 3 a.m., you well, really need that stuff? That'd be the best time to go. I and guess. The line's going to be very short. I, I hope so. <laughs> but there's probably only one cashier. Maybe. No, definitely. But you can take your time up and down the aisles, <laughs> not worry about all these other people like leaving their carriage halfway <laughs> diagonally so they can oh. go 20 feet over here check something out. Remember like in the days when uh, supermarkets were open later? Instead of closing at like 8 or 9, mm-hmm. it's like, I remember my mom used to tell me she'd get home from work because she worked nights when we were babies. And then, like, they would go grocery shopping because there would be nobody in the store. And well, it's like, go. yeah. It's like, well, that sounds like a deal. Uh, this is a little disgusting, but masturbating in the window. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm gonna go on. Actually? on I'm actually, actually, I'm actually gonna go on a limb and say whether it's 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. <laughs> that's still creepy to be doing in a window. Right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, time is a restrictive on that. Anytime you're doing that at a window is is creepy. Blowing bubbles on the street. Boy, do I have interesting neighbors. Your neighbors are blowing bubbles on the street. That's weird. Hmm. I think they're on drugs. Maybe. I think so. Running through the neighborhood. My first thing is... Midnight Madness. Midnight Madness. (laughs) My first thing is you see somebody running, are you being chased? Or who are you running from? Run. Or are you running to? Are you running to (laughs) or fro? What are you doing? In between. In between. Standing at the end of my driveway, drinking coffee, waiting for the school bus to arrive. It's a long wait. That will be a long wait. Performing a surgery. <laughs> wow. If you're in the hospital, yeah, but yeah. doing it in your basement, that's that nah, different. Nah, Klopek, that ain't right. <laughs> Going outside and then just busting some dance moves. How would you feel if you saw your neighbor breakdancing at 3 a.m.? Electric Boogaloo. I'd, I'd applaud it, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Breaking two, Electric Boogaloo. I'd applaud the dance moves. Uh, real quick, because we're talking about neighbors. Um, I kind of wish I had neighbors that danced or sat outside in blue bubbles at 3 a.m. You can dance if you want to. You can dance if you want to. Because your friends are no friends of mine. Hey. 
I had to have a package delivered this week, right? And it got it got delivered by DHL. Dickhole liquors. Sean, <laughs> Sean and I have a hatred of DHL that runs deep. Um, and for some reason, the company that I ordered this shit from sent it as it needed to be signed for. Mm. Yes, I'm like, what the. Fuck? So I was sitting there thinking, how am I going to do this? Because I can't like call in and sit at home and wait for this stupid thing to arrive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I want to come in, but I can't. My package. I have to sign. I have stuff. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's. I was telling my husband, I'm like, it's too bad we don't have cool neighbors. Because I could have mm. just been like, there's a thing when you go online to the DHL thing. That you can, like, have a neighbor sign for it. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I'm like, fuck, I wish I could do that because I have shitty neighbors. And they probably keep it or something. That's what happened um, a few years back when I got a replica Back to the Future 2 jacket. Really? Uh, a neighbor diagonally mm-hmm. across the street mm-hmm. volunteered herself to sign for it when the DHL person couldn't find my damn house. Yeah. Which was easy to find. Yeah. He left a little card on my door saying mm-hmm. they left the package with her. Mm-hmm. But the number house that he wrote on it was not the one directly next door to me. I was 65. It went to 73. I think on the card was like 75 or something like that. Jesus. There's, there's a little street next to that. So yeah. that, it wasn't them. I had no idea where the hell it went. Really? <clears throat> and then I was told by either my wife at the time or someone else. That uh, it was over there, and she signed for it. Oh, okay. So you did get it. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Yeah. Jesus. After, like, freaking out and wondering where the hell my jacket is. Seriously? It's like, now yeah. you got to track it down? Yeah. That sucks. You, DHL guy left a card on my door saying it was delivered and signed for. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Who in the neighborhood mm. has it? Mr. Rogers? Nah. No, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> So this just happened Monday evening. I inquired about a garage freezer on OfferUp. Apparently it's a, a site a app to obtain things. Good price. Ad said he'd deliver it for $25. This looked like a great deal. Huh? So I just asked if he'd deliver it as far as my neighborhood. Then I went to sleep. I got a message from the seller at 3.30 a.m., <laughs> The guy offered to drive it out to me right then at 3.30 a.m. in the pitch dark pouring rain. Leave it on the front steps. How's that for red flags? This mm-hmm. guy is up and full of energy at 3.30 a.m. Wants to sell a large appliance for cash and deliver this to my place? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on your freezer. That you'll probably stuff my body in. <laughs> and I'll never be seen again. Right. Thanks, though. 3.30. My goodness. In the back of their unmarked truck. Of course. Of course. And then he changed plates. Mm-hmm. To avoid the police. Repaint the outside. <laughs> Go to the paint spray. <laughs> so... What have what have you got, Scooby Doo? <laughs> <laughs> Ruby Room. 
Yesterday I was looking for something and I saw this. Yes. 11 things you should never do at a chain restaurant according to former employees. Ooh, I feel like I'm going to be frightened. (laughs) But let's do it. First one. Don't expect to be served just before closing time. Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I get it. I mean, you want to get out for the day. Right. Everyone's all excited. Oh, like half an hour left until we close. Right. And you get that one prick that comes in. and wants prick? Wants like a <laughs> full four-course dinner or whatever. and mm. Want to see a type of aggravation? Watch the movie Waiting that yeah. has uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah. That, that, that shows movie, you exactly. That movie scared me. <laughs> My steak. Restaurant staff generally hate it when customers stroll in a few minutes, oh, a few minutes before closing time and expect to be served. Yeah, I'd be pissed, not just upset. Mm-hmm. Quote, my biggest annoyance when working in restaurants is people who come in just before closing time. A former chain restaurant worker told Insider, if a restaurant is open until 9 p.m. and you come in at 8.50, not only do the staff have to wait for you to eat and clean up after you, well, the kitchen staff has already cleaned the grill, cleaned the fryers, and started putting most things away. <clears throat> In addition to needing to re-clean the equipment, tables, floors, staff also may be forced to cancel after-work commitments due to appearance of latecomers. Oh. To be considerate, they advise not stepping foot inside a restaurant that's within 30 minutes of closing. Allow at least an hour between your arrival and the posted closing time is always best. Don't be a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, yes. If you get out of uh, an event or something and you're hungry, you got the munchies or whatever, um, these days just Google the place that you want to go to and find out what time they close. If it's within 30 minutes or 40 minutes, go find some place that's open 24 hours or just maybe a little bit later. Yeah. Never snap your fingers or hiss at a server to get their attention. Ooh, rude. (laughs) Yo, Jeeves, get over here. (laughs) Jeeves. The most efficient way to become your server's least favorite customer is to snap your fingers or use random sounds to get their attention. Quote, the rudest and most disrespectful way to get a server's attention or any human's is by snapping or hissing at them. I hate when customers would try to wave me over or psst. Until I met their gaze, Mm. said a former waitress, a popular family-focused restaurant chain. (laughs) Far more acceptable ways to get your service attention is to say, excuse me, or... (laughs) Excuse me! (laughs) (laughs) Politely. Indicate politely that you need something with a discreet wave. Miss? Oh, miss! (laughs) Yo, bitch! (laughs) Get over here! (laughs) <laughs> hey you you hey you get over here who me yeah, yeah. you no you're at tilly yeah you get over here <clears throat> well here's another one that's aggravating allowing your kids to run around the restaurant oh boy it's considered rude and dangerous i think if you let your kids run around the restaurant the customer should be allowed to trip them <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sean's face. He was like, oh, yeah. Yes. Parents letting their children run amok in a restaurant is something that happens quite often. 
Not only does it make the child and parent look bad, it's super dangerous for servers. We're going from the kitchen to the bar to tables with unstable trays, carrying mm. drinks and hot food. Mm-hmm. Adults should also keep an eye on the children at the table, prevent them from getting creative with the condiments, napkins, or decor. It's also annoying when the children at the table play around with the table settings. Why do parents not stop the kid when they see they have opened 20 packets of sugars? I have no friggin' idea. <laughs> it's annoying as hell. Next, don't put your used tissues on the table. Ew. A former waitress at one Italian restaurant chain told the insider that customers should never leave used tissues or other germy items behind for others to clean up. Quote, do not leave a dirty tissue on your table. This is not only disgusting, but a way to spread germs to those who are constantly working with the public. Avoid leaving a big mess behind. <laughs> Alright, this one I don't get. Cause yeah? If you're talking about like all your plates and everything, then it's the bus people's job to come pick the shit up. Right. But let's see what they mean by a big mess. Ah, uh, well... Maybe they just be like spilling shit all over the table and just being, you know, leaving crap everywhere. <laughs> leaving a dish with uh, spilled milk or OJ, oh. OJ on bread. I don't like wet bread. <laughs> it's gross. Like on the Christmas story? Oh. <laughs> In the kitchen? Gross. It's obvious that part of the appeal of dining out is the freedom from dish duty. <laughs> duty. Ah. But that doesn't mean the customers should leave a massive mess in their wake for uh, the staff to deal with. Quote, many people take advantage of the fact that they do not have to participate in the cleanup after the meal. Throwing food all over the floor, putting napkins and used glasses, and leaving excess garbage on the table are all unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person also added that stacking your dishes after you've finished eating can be helpful. It's not strictly necessary. In fact, piling up the dishes and glasses incorrectly may leave the stack too heavy or lopsided for the server to successfully carry. Ah, I see. Don't walk up to the host stand or bar while you're on your damn phone. Ah, put the phone down. You're in a restaurant. Finish your call outside, then go inside. You wouldn't try to start an in-person conversation while chatting on the phone. So don't attempt to request a drink or table from the restaurant staff without hanging up first. Quote, when customers approach the host stand or bar on their phone, they're implying that the staff member is not as important as their their phone call. One bartender and author, Johnny Welsh, told Insider. Mm. Uh, He also explained the phone use slows down service as customers on the devices are usually slow to respond to info and questions from staff. If you want your restaurant experience to go smoothly, keep your phone in your pocket until all orders in, you dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you added that last part. I did. Oh, boy. <laughs> Next, don't blame the host for a long wait. Waiting for a table at a restaurant can be frustrating, especially when your stomach is growling like a whore. No, like a whore! <laughs> but no matter how hungry you are, getting upset with the host won't get you seated any faster. It's not the host's fault that people are eating dinner and wish to take their time finishing up the food. It's not the restaurant management's fault that you have to wait. It's a necessary evil of wanting to eat at a chain restaurant on a busy weekend night. Mm-hmm. Pick a different night to go there, you idiot. Yeah. 
you should never forget to tip at a restaurant. It may not be a Michelin-starred establishment, but your local chain restaurant is staffed by servers who often rely on tips to make ends meet. For example, in the U.S., workers who regularly receive at least $30 in tips per month may be paid as little as $2.13 per hour in wages. That sucks. Which is well below the U.S. federal minimum wage of $7.25 per hour, which I think now is a little higher. See, in Europe, tipping is, is rude and unnecessary because the staff make money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, they'd make more than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't tip. You don't tip <laughs> in Europe. Don't do it. <clears throat> a many chain restaurant service at the end of the shifts must give 3% to 6% of sales to the bartenders and hosts to split. As they also help serve their restaurant guests. Mm-hmm. When a guest does not tip, the service mm-hmm. are uh, essentially using their own tip money from their tables to compensate for the sales. Ah. Lastly, don't try to, quote, hack happy hour by ordering yourself two drinks at a time. <laughs> Many chain restaurants have drink specials that run during a certain time each day or week. And one surefire way to irk bar staff is in service is to put in a last-minute request for multiple drinks just before happy hour ends. Mm. Every now and again, a customer will try to order two drinks at the same time because it is one minute before the end of happy hour who tries to order their friend who is on their way, which can be <laughs> annoying. My friend is also <laughs> sitting there, and my friend wants... Uh, your mileage with this bargain hunting behavior will vary. Many establishments have a strict one drink per person rule. Even if the bar staff agrees to make you two drinks at once, this kind of sneaky ordering tactic is never appreciated. Mm. So if you do something like that, the bartender will probably turn around and stir your drink with a dick. <laughs> Take that. <sighs> yes. They may get a little shrinkage afterwards, but they're going to stir it with their oh dick. Oh, my gosh. That's foul. <laughs> foul, foul. All right. So, we're going to do... We're going to do this. Um, famous roles that other actors were supposed to play. Ooh, I like this. Yes, yes, yes. I found this one out. This the, the, the first one we're going to do, I found this one out and I just was floored because I said, this movie would have been so different. Rick Moranis. Everybody remembers Rick Moranis? He was, uh, was it Tully or whatever from um, Ghostbusters? What was mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. Lewis. Lewis Tully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, Louis, Louis. <laughs> Rick Moranis was supposed to be Ace Ventura. Oh. But he turned it down to make the Flintstones movie. Good, because he made a better Barney Rubble than he would Ace. Which was supposed to have John Candy as Fred, but the director... That would have been uh, better. Steven Spielberg wanted to use John Goodman. I think Steven so. was drunk. <laughs> picked John Goodman. So John Goodman got it, and Rick Moranis was stuck. So he already said yes. So I would say John is a second pick. John Goodman. Yes. John Candy, I think, would have been funnier. I think John Candy would have made it funnier. Yes. I think. I mean, I guess it did okay at the box office. 
Yeah, because I think but, they did a second or a second and third yeah. one. But I think, I mean, if it had been John Candy, it would have been so much better. Yeah. Uh, and as far as, like, Rick Moranis being Ace Ventura, I can't even picture that. No. I don't not, even not know. Not that Jim Carrey did that. No. 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 So, <laughs> Trading Places was supposed to have Richard Pryor, but he had a problem with... Alcohol? Drugs? Drugs. And he accidentally set himself on fire. So it got ended up getting shelved, and then Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I know, Eddie Murphy was um, starting to get really popular, and he had done uh, Forty Eight Hours. Yeah. And people. <laughs> you don't have to put on the red light. Roxanne. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> he improvised. There's a bar scene where he goes into like a cowboy bar. He improvised yeah. that whole thing. That was awesome. That was one of the last scenes they filmed, too. I should, I should get that on DVD. I don't know if I have it. I might. Uh, which doesn't help you. But I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, he was he was doing uh, pretty well for himself, so they, got, uh, they grabbed him for Trading Places. And that was at a time where Dan Aykroyd also wasn't doing well at the box office. So mm. it was it was a one-two punch because... Dan got to be in a very successful movie, mm-hmm. and um, Eddie got to take over a role from somebody that he admired. Yeah. Everybody wins! Yay! Winning! This one fucking... I lost my shit when I heard this. <laughs> Cheech and Chong were supposed to be in the movie Stripes. Okay? Stripes is a Bill Murray movie. stars Bill mm-hmm. Murray and Howard Ramis. And John Candy. Yeah. And a uh, bunch of other people. And... <laughs> Cheech and Chong were supposed to do it. They wanted 25% of Ivan Reitman's next four films. Get the fuck out of here. I cannot. The movie he filmed after he did Stripes was Ghostbusters. Yeah. So if they had like bowed to Cheech and Chong for them to do this film... They would have got twenty five percent of Ghostbusters. They must have been high when they wanted this man. <laughs> we got to hire some shit. Can you imagine? So no, <clears throat> it ended up going to Bill Murray, yeah. and it was supposed to co-star Jeff Bridges, mm. who has a, a brief uncredited cameo in the in the movie. He's like in the background or something. Hi. <clears throat> but Murray, I'm, here. I know. I'm Jeff Bridges. I'm over here. Um, but Bill Murray wanted to do it. He wanted to do it with a friend. He wanted to, uh, like a friend to co-star. So they ended up getting Harold Ramis. Yeah. Back when they were friends. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> there she was, just, just a walking, walking down, down the street, street singing do what diddy diddy dum diddy do. Yes. <laughs> um, Chevy Chase turned down a role in Animal House because he thought it looked stupid. <laughs> To do a movie called Foul Play with Goldie Hawn, which tanked at the box office. <laughs> which I liked a lot as a kid. What, Foul Play? Yeah, I got it on DVD. Nice! Good for you. You know, he did a movie with her called um, Seems Like Old Times, which is one of my mother's favorite movies. Uh-huh. It's a decent movie, uh, but apparently did not do well in the box office. Hmm. And it was one of those things like, Chevy was like... You know, supposed to be this big movie star, leaving SNL. 
And then he did a bunch of movies that just tanked. It happened. He bounced back with Fletch. Oh, I love Fletch. I love it. That's one of my favorite films, just of all time. Fletch, I love it. He's Fletching. He's Fletching. He (laughs) is Fletching, isn't he? Molly Ringwald was supposed to have the lead role in Pretty Woman. I can see why they turned her down. (laughs) (laughs) Molly Ringwald was the 80s it girl. She starred in some of the most popular 80s films, including 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Pretty in Pink. Those are all good films. Yeah. After making these movies, she was offered the role of Vivian Ward in Pretty Woman opposite Richard Gere. That would have looked weird. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Because... Remember the Brack Pack being the Pretty Woman? Uh, Ew. Because playing a hooker was not something she wanted to do. She probably does now. (laughs) Molly passed on the role. It was eventually given to Julia Roberts, and it is the role that truly made her a star. Actress Daryl Hannah also turned down the role. Shortly afterward, Ringwald passed on the role of Molly Jensen in Ghost, which was given to Demi Moore. Oh! That's right. It's like, what the fuck? Um, I, I can't... I don't, I just, I don't think she's the type of actress that would have done well in either of those films. No. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it wouldn't have worked. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, while we're on, like, being completely wrong for a role, I might as well bring it up now. Good time. Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future. Right. It would have been the exact same thing. Because it's like, he's just so wrong for it. Right, he was so serious as Marty. Oh, and dull. If you can... and dull! Go on YouTube and watch the clips when um, Eric Stoltz was the, doing the part when they were filming for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like watching paint dry. Yeah. Is that dull? There are actually actually, actually? some, um, a little bit of footage you can see of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future. It just, it's awful. You're fired. <laughs> they wanted Michael from the start anyway. Pack a bag! <laughs> Get the fuck out. Pack a bag. Pack a bag. Um, Jack Nicholson as Michael Corleone in The Godfather. Oh, which is played by Al Pacino. Played, I think, perfectly by Al Pacino. Al Pacino mm-hmm. plays that role. He Both. rocked it. Yes, he did. When casting was being done for The Godfather in 72, Paramount thought the project was very risky. So they wanted an established actor to play the lead. The first choice was Jack Nicholson, who turned down the role immediately. Ooh. Wow, somebody's uppity. <laughs> After Nicholson said no, they offered the role to Robert Redford, Dustin Hoffman, Warren Beatty, and Ryan O'Neill. Wow. Mm. All of these men turned down the role as well. Eventually, the role was given to Al Pacino. It ended up being one of the best performances in, in movie history. Right. Yes, today it is the most well-known and popular mafia film in history. While all the men who turned down the role went on to do amazing things, they all looked back on that day and And said... Thank uh, you, I turned it down. And any who say they don't regret it has to be lying just a little bit. (laughs) Jack Nicholson, while we're on Jack Nicholson, 
also was supposed to play the old man in A Christmas Story. Right. And he wanted that role. I didn't want him in that role. <laughs> he actually wanted that role. Did he now? Yeah. Oh, boy. It just would have been wrong. Yes. Yeah. There's so much that Darren McGavin brings to that role. Yes. And there's just these little subtle things. Tonight, tonight, hot band tonight. <laughs> He's so perfect in that movie. Yeah. Perfect. John Travolta, Forrest Gump. <laughs> no. Forrest Gump is one of the most popular movies ever made. In 94, it was the highest grossing movie in North America. Tom Hanks played the lead role, Forrest Gump, and he went on to win an Oscar that year for his portrayal of the amazing character. But did you know that Tom Hanks was not the studio's first choice to play Forrest? You they, should. They originally offered the part to John Travolta, who turned it down. And Bef Chevy Chase. Before choosing Hanks, they asked Bill Murray mm -hmm. and Chevy Chase, mm -hmm. who both turned down the role as well. Thank goodness. Asking about turning down the role a few years later, John Travolta said it was a big mistake. I don't think it was a big mistake. No. I don't think he would have done well in that role. No. I, I also think Bill Murray wouldn't have would have would not have done well. Hell no. And Chevy, no. It would have been a completely different movie. Very. Yes. I can't I can't see either of them just even doing the Vietnam scenes. Yeah. Mm. Well, Bill Murray maybe, but you'd be waiting to laugh. You know, it's like at that time I don't think he was really known for serious stuff. No. <clears throat> he hadn't done Lost in Translation yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Broderick as Walter White in Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes, Breaking Bad, one of the biggest hits in television history. It's about a high school chemistry teacher who needs to make money for his family before he dies from cancer. He gets involved with a former student, Jesse Pinkman, and the two begin cooking meth together. Probably out 3 a.m. <laughs> in in the, their truck. In the little trailer, yeah. The role of Walter White was played by Brian Cranston, and the role did wonders for his career. I will say that as well, yes. Before Brian took the role, it was offered to Matthew Broderick, who turned it down. Many people believe it was his huge mistake due to the success of the show. It is also reported that John Cusack was offered the role, and he turned it down as well. Hmm. I don't think Broderick could have done it. I do think Cusack could have. He could have pulled it off. I think he could have, yeah. This one's a little surprising. Paul Schaefer, who uh, was uh, David Letterman's band leader for years. He was also on uh, SNL. The ball guy with the shades. He was also on SNL, right? George Costanza in Seinfeld. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't picture that now. Paul Schaefer is known as being David Letterman's band leader and his banter buddy. I like that. Want to be my banter buddy? <laughs> because of a huge mistake that he made years ago. In his 2009 memoir, We'll Be Here the Rest of Our Lives, he admits that Jerry Seinfeld contacted him to ask him to play the role of George Costanza in Seinfeld. Jerry told him that the part was his and he didn't even need to audition. Wow. Paul says that he was pretty busy at the time, and he turned down the role. It was eventually given to Jason Alexander, and Seinfeld yeah. became one of the best comedies of all time. Yes. I'd like to start getting those on DVD. Yeah. I bet he regrets that shit now. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Jerry Maguire. 
No! <laughs> Tom Hanks! Yeah! Jerry Maguire! No! According to the director of the 96 film, Jerry Maguire was written with Tom Hanks in mind for the lead role. Since Tom was directing That Thing You Do at the time, he had to pass on the role. When asked about it later by Access Hollywood, he said that he never could have done for that movie what Tom Cruise did. Right. He also said that nobody could ever say that movie wasn't perfect. Had he taken the role of Jerry Maguire, he doesn't think it would have been as perfect. Right. That's good. You know what? He That that movie... Oh, Sean's going to quote. Agreed. Agreed and seconded. Um, I think that's a fine choice. Uh, I actually like... Actually? Actually. I actually like that thing actually? you do. It's a good movie. <laughs> I'm glad he turned it down to work on that instead. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Whitney Houston as Sandra Huxtable in The Cosby Show. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about The Bodyguard. No. Well, she was in The Bodyguard. Yeah. Whitney Houston was very close to playing the role of Sandra Huxtable in The Cosby Show. She had been in negotiations and verbally agreed to do the show. When it came time to sign on a dotted line, she changed her mind. She said that she wanted to be a singer and didn't want to be on a show. Instead, she wanted to be on a tour. The role ended up going to Sabrina LaBeouf, who was more than happy to take the role Buff. on a hit television show. LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> Hopefully the cast didn't get drugged. Oh. Oh, you know what? One of us was going to say something Let me like make that. you a drink. hold <laughs> on. <laughs> I'll be right back and go in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm, oh, no. <laughs> that, Sean did that all on his own. I had nothing to do with it. Okay. Here you go, my darling. Here's your drink. Drink up. Oh, oh, oh I can't wait. Oh, my God. Ray. <laughs> <sighs> Ray Liotta as Tony Soprano in The Sopranos. That would have been weird. Ray Liotta was fantastic in Goodfellas. It's no wonder he was approached to play the lead in The Sopranos. Ray turned down the role, saying he wanted to focus on a movie career, and taking a role on a television show would be a step back. The role was given to the late James Gandolfini, who made the role one of the greatest in television history, Ray Liotta now currently stars on a television show. Go figure. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take a step back to go forward. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Look at Sean with these fucking nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> That's what my dad used to tell me. Take a step back before you can go forward. Holy shit! You know, kind of like if uh, <laughs> if you're presently working a job yeah. and you're getting say seventeen an hour, mm-hmm. and you get let go, you need a job. You want to find something around 17, but you can't. Right. The things that are open is like 13, say. Right. You got to take a step back and then take that job until something comes up. <laughs> that type of thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> very, very good. Matt Damon as Jake Sully in Avatar and Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. Okay. Matt Damon has a talent for choosing Matt the right Damon. roles. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Unfortunately, his decision-making isn't always perfect. 
He's turned down a few good roles in his career. Perhaps his biggest mistake was joining James Cameron. He was James Cameron's first choice to play the lead role in Avatar, but turned it down due to scheduling conflicts with the Bourne Ultimatum. He couldn't take the role. He also turned down the role of Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. Those were two of the highest grossing movies ever made, which probably made Matt regret his decision. I bet. Mm. Al Pacino revealed he he turned down the role of Han Solo in Star Wars. George Lucas also eyed Christopher Walken and yeah. Kurt Russell for the role. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> on the on the uh, Blu-rays or DVDs, you, you get to see the uh, people that he had in mind auditioning. Yeah. Uh, for these parts, and he had whoever was playing Han sit here, and whoever was going to play Luke sit here. Right. And, and they did dialogue. He actually had Kurt Russell sitting there mm-hmm. saying the lines of Han Solo. Right. And William Catt, who was the blonde guy on Greatest American Hero. Oh, yeah! And he was in the movie Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to be Luke Skywalker. Wow. That now, I'm, I'm watching this um, <clears throat> audition mm-hmm. and thinking if they didn't take Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. these two would have been a good Luke and uh, Han. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, Harrison got it after meeting George while delivering a door from his carpentry business to film producer Frederick Ruse. Well, at first, he, uh, George didn't want to use uh, Harrison. Yeah. Because he just had him on a uh, graffiti movie. Yeah, American Graffiti. And he That's was trying to go with unknowns. Mm-hmm. Well, but. let's be fair that Harrison Ford's role in American Graffiti was not like I think it was a dick, huge. if I remember. It also wasn't a huge role. No. He maybe has a total of 15 minutes screen time. Yeah. With his little cowboy hat. <laughs> Johnny Depp was the first A-lister tapped to play Patrick Bateman in American Ooh. Psycho. He, mm. Leonardo DiCaprio, ba- Brad Pitt, and Ewan McGregor all turned down the role. Christian Bale happily accepted. <laughs> Brad Pitt, I could probably see. I think Ewan McGregor. I like him. You, you, you could have yeah. probably done it. He's going to be um, in the new... Disney Plus is doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and he's going to be... No, I wonder why. Obi-Wan. I wonder yeah. why they picked him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine, Sean. Uh, the Force is still with him. And also with you. Yay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Macaulay Culkin were considered for the role of Jack Dawson in Titanic. Oh, Christian Bale, Billy Crudup, Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, Stephen Dorff, Chris O'Donnell, and River Phoenix also tried out before Leonardo DiCaprio landed the iconic, I don't know if it's iconic, role. <clears throat> it's its like the biggest uh, stardom that he had. Yeah. Yeah, I think that movie like really led to Leo's career. My opinion. I think his fir- first or second movie was Critter's. He was on. Leo? He was on like Critters three or four, I think. Huh. I think maybe three. I've never, I've never seen it. I'll take uh, your word. One's the best. <laughs> there, there's like four of them or five of them. <clears throat> it's you know those things where it's like ah you should have stopped at one. They had one that was Critters in Outer Space. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. No, I cannot. No. <laughs> now it's really stupid. You're not trying. 
The first cruise was the best. No, it's stupid, and you're not even trying. Yeah. <laughs> Critters in outer space, you dumbasses. <laughs> the lead role in Indiana Jones almost went to Tom Selleck. There were some other surprising picks considered, including Tim Matheson. <gasps> Ooh, I love Tim Matheson. I, I love old school Tim Matheson. He was handsome when he was young. Peter Coyote and John Shea. Of course, George Lucas would end up turning to Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Booyah. Well, another, another reason for that is he's so he was so famous from Star Wars at that point. No, yeah. Why not? <laughs> that was bring the money right in right away. Bring the money, just back the truck up. Beep, beep. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, Duke, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Before he hit his big break as Thor, the Aussie actor had dropped out of high school and was struggling to get roles in order to support his family. I had no money. I wanted to pay off the house, he told the uh, interviewer. I almost put too much pressure on myself. Hemsworth said, I got very close to G.I. Joe. Well, how close did you get? <laughs> did you touch him? The movie starring Channing Tatum. At the time, ooh, At the time, I was, I was upset, and I was running out of money. Now Hemsworth realizes that it was all for the best, as it led to a most lucrative career... Uh, if I had played either of those characters, I would not have been able to do Thor. So it's okay. Look mm. at that. It's okay. Yeah, you want to get in the movie, movie business and you want some money? Go hook up with a Marvel movie. Seriously. Johnny Depp. Ferris. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was funny. You just flat out noted. it. No. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's serious. He's more on the serious side, no. Decades after the film's 86 debut, Matthew Broderick is still synonymous with the role of pro hooky player Bueller. Yeah. Believe it or not, it could have been Depp twisting no. and shouting through the streets of Chicago. The future 21 Jump Street star was John Hughes' first choice for the role, but he turned it down due to a scheduling conflict. He probably could have... Um... <clears throat> Done the other role. Yeah. Cameron. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not Bueller. <clears throat> Maybe Cameron. <laughs> Emily Blunt turned down the role of Black Widow in Iron Man 2. The role eventually went to Scarlett Johansson. The Edge of Tomorrow actress was the first choice to play the Black Widow in Iron Man 2. Blunt said she backed out because of timing. Deadline reported the recast resulted from a low <clears throat> paycheck for the actress. Sometimes you got to step back to get forward. Right, see? <laughs> oh. And Cameron was in Egypt's land. Yeah. Let my Cameron, Cameron go. Christopher Plummer could have been Gandalf. But he wanted to be a plumber. But he wanted to be a plumber in The Lord yeah. of the Rings. The role eventually <laughs> was played by Ian McKellen. Even though he was a fan of the series by J.R.R. Tolkien, Plummer turned down the role of Gandalf. In an appearance on Conan, the actor said he wasn't exactly sure why he turned it down, but it sounds like the commitment was too much. I thought, there are other things I want to do and countries I'd like to visit before I croak, he said. <laughs> Bucket list! Sean Connery also reportedly turned the role down because he didn't understand the script. 
Well, you know, um, oh, what is his name? Oh my gosh. Do I know? Uh, Obi-Wan. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness did not understand the Star Wars script at all. Hmm. And he's been on record as like, this is a shitty movie. (laughs) But I think it was Mark Hamill that said that Hmm. um, he took the role because he liked the idea of being like a wizard type guy or. Yeah, yeah, he. I, I, uh. He didn't understand at all what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of that that happens, you know? It's like, I don't know. Tom Cruise was supposed to be Iron Man. That would have sucked. Mm. The Marvel Universe could have looked very different indeed had the numerous discussions held up between Kevin Feige and Tom Cruise, resulting in the toothy A-list star playing billionaire Tony Stark. Tom Cruise was also considered for the role of Ferris Bueller. That also would have sucked. Mm. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Bette Midler was supposed to be Adrian in Rocky. No. Adrian is supposed to be shy and meek. Bette's whole thing is being over the top and extroverted. Granted, it was her agent who turned it down because Stallone wasn't a big name at the time. But I think he did for her a favor, just not for the reason that he did. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> no, not, um, not bad. This is a bit uh, uh, rough, but it's true. The studio tried to get James Cameron to cast OJ as the Terminator. I think if it would have happened, <laughs> then the meme industry would have been about 10 years more advanced than it is today. <laughs> My goodness, that... So maybe what O.J. did was audition. <laughs> What's that? Maybe what O.J. did was auditioning. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is a, We need to get off this quick. <laughs> um, there's a ton of what-if casting in the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Timothy Oliphant was considered for Timmy. Tony Stark. John Krasinski was in the running for Steve Rogers. Steve Hartnett was rumored to be Loki. Alexander Skarsgård apparently tried on the Thor costume before they went with Hemsworth. Jordan Joseph Jordan, I'm sorry, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the runner-up for Peter Quill. There you go. Dan Aykroyd originally wanted Eddie Murphy to play Winston in Ghostbusters, but Murphy was too busy being in Beverly Hills Cop to do it. Yep. Yeah. That true. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman as Jack Sparrow. Apparently, the name of Jack Sparrow and Jackman is not a coincidence. The role was written for him. Ooh. That would be different. That would be weird. I actually would like to see that. I'm not a big Johnny Depp fan, so be happy with the amount of that. Tom Hanks and Harrison Ford as Andy in Red in Shawshank Redemption. Holy shit! I want to see this alternate universe. Tom could have done it. Yeah, Harrison Ford could have done it too. It's a special circumstance, so forgive me if it comes across as harsh, but Chris Farley as Shrek. Hearing the original recordings, it's interesting to see the initial portrayal of the character as a young underdog trying to prove himself, but I do think ultimately Mike Myers' portrayal of a gruff loner learning to open himself up to others was a better arc for that story. What happened to Mike Myers? I have no idea. You know, the last thing I saw him in was Bohemian Rhapsody, and he was in it for like ten minutes. 
I thought he was supposed to be in works of doing another Austin Powers movie, but I haven't I heard, heard that anything a while of that. Ago. Yeah. yeah. It's been like a couple of years. Rovia, yeah. Frank Sinatra as John McClane in Die Hard. No. <laughs> I mean. You sing his parts? <laughs> it's a good day to be a terrorist. Here we go. Yay, motherfucker. Motherfuckers. <laughs> First of all, when that movie was made, Sinatra would have been like, I don't know, in his 60s or 70s? Mm-hmm. That ain't working. He's not climbing through vents. <laughs> no. No. No, I can't see him even, like, doing that. Mm-hmm. Van Damme... Damn! ...is actually the actually? predator in the first movie for about a, uh, the first couple of weeks of production, but then they realized they needed the predator to be bigger than Schwarzenegger... So they had to recast midway through filming. In the movie, you can actually see actually. the first shot of the Predator swinging on a tree branch uh, 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 is, uh, uh, is Van Damme. Damn! And he looks shorter, and they didn't want to redo that shot. <laughs> Tim Curry as the Joker in the Batman animated show. All right, I'll take it. I would gladly take that, even though I love Mark Hamill's portrayal. Him! Him! Also... Mark- Robin Williams and Tim Curry were up for the Joker and Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Two people I like. Okay. Jillian Taylor, the marine biologist in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. I never watched any Star Trek, so I have no idea. Well, was originally supposed to be a college professor played by Eddie Murphy. I feel like this most likely would have resulted in something that was both too silly to fit the Star Trek universe and not funny enough to be a good Eddie Murphy movie. He turned down this role to do the Golden Child. (laughs) I haven't haven't ever seen that because that looked dumb to me. Yeah. The other actors, aside from Robin Williams, to star in Mrs. Doubtfire... Mr. Mr. The sequel! (laughs) (laughs) He's taking off the wig, folks. (laughs) Was Bill Murray, Tim Allen, and Brian Cranston. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I can see Tim Allen. Really? Yes. Wow. Nick Offerman tested to play Wolverine. I want to see those screen tests, please. Uh, Sean Young as Catwoman. Yeah. She's (laughs) She's <laughs> she's not sultry and slinky the way Michelle Pfeiffer is, although I'm not sure she was completely right either. Yeah. Sean Young was cast as Vicky Vale in Batman, only only but only had to leave because of an injury. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anyone really wanted her for Catwoman. She ambushed the audition in her own costume and was kind of embarrassing. Well, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together, Sean. I only got a couple more of these left. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey as Dr. Evil. Ooh. He could have done it. Yeah, he would have, yeah. Liam Hemsworth for Thor. David Tennant as Rocket Raccoon. I would love David. I love David Tennant. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> David, you can do whatever you want forever. So I used to think about Tim Curry. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum... As Howard Stern in Private Parts. He's creepy enough. (laughs) The movie only works because it's actually Howard. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Jeff is so creepy. Now I'm just creeped out. That's why it would have worked. Sean Connery as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Maybe. He's too Scottish. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> Clarice! You bitch! <laughs> My Scottish accent is horrible, so that's all I can do. Uh, Brad Pitt as Cable in Deadpool 2. I never saw him as Cable, and he would have been Cable. We might not have had the great moment from the movie. Okay. Seth Rogen for Dwight Schrute. I probably pronounced that wrong, Nikki. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bill Murray as Batman in the Tim Burton version. No. Holy fuck. No. That would have been weird. I think Bill Murray would have been too old. And uh, That same year, Ghostbusters 2 came out, so he wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. Okay. And he used to, even during the first movie... Yeah. Ivan Reitman said when they had the proton packs on, when they had the real ones on with all the batteries and stuff, mm-hmm. the packs weighed like 30 pounds. Yeah. And all Bill did was complain about it. Yes, he did. So he probably complained about having the bat suit on all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, he probably would. I guess in the second movie they lightened them a little bit. The they suit? weren't as heavy. Yeah, the, the packs or something. Oh, the packs. Yeah, they had the, a few different versions. <clears throat> yeah. Full with the batteries and everything. Mm. A rubber one. For like stunts and everything, and another one that yeah. probably had like a battery too. Was on. <laughs> In between. Right. Chevy Chase and Tom Hanks were considered for Groundhog Day. Chevy said no right away. Tom said he liked the script, but that he isn't known for playing bad guys because the uh, Phil is a... He starts out as kind of an asshole. And the whole purpose of the film is for him to... Like, it's almost like a, a Dickens kind of thing where it's like he, he has Dick. to become a good person. So because Tom wasn't known for playing uh, bad guys, the audience would already know he was going to turn good. And he said he loved it with Bill because you just wasn't, uh, you're just not sure how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. It could go either way with Bill Murray. Right. You know, he'll learn a lesson or he won't. <laughs> Apparently he did that right after Scrooge. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's Bill Murray learning to be nice again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He's just learning to be nice again. Poor Bill. Okay, so thank you guys so much for joining us. Once again, um, if you could jump over to YouTube and subscribe, that would be awesome. We really need the the subscribers. We're looking to at least hit a thousand right now, and we have about six forty nine. Yeah, I'd really like to see a thousand. Really. Yes. Sean, I want a thousand, so let's make it happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Meow. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um. So thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Uh, don't forget to wash your apples. Sean got something to tell you. Tell Sean. Have a good everything. And remember. Meow. Yeah. <laughs>